everyone. Welcome to the May 6, 2019 edition of the Colorful Plates podcast. Thank you for tuning in. In this week's podcast, we will be discussing market alerts and peak season produce. Jamie also spoke to Ed Hoffman, Senior Vice President at Padilla. Be sure to tune in Thursday to hear Ed's full interview. Let's start with a quick look at the weather, what's in peak season, and market alerts. California and Mexico growing regions are seeing seasonal temperatures. However, Florida has been experiencing moderate to heavy storms and warm, humid conditions. Now on to a peek at peak season produce and market alerts. Fiddlehead ferns and ramps are both still in season, but only for a short time. Be sure to ramp up your dishes with these fun ingredients. Early season stone fruit has arrived. California white peaches and yellow nectarines are in season. Put a fun twist on a cobbler or add some spring freshness to a salad with these stone fruits. California strawberries continue to be packed with sweetness and are great quality. Make sure these are the star of a dish as they can't get much better than this. The quality of broccoli and cauliflower out of California's Salinas Valley has been affected by sporadic light rain. Pricing is higher on both with fair to good quality. Avoid colored cauliflower as it is scarce and stick with florets for broccoli. Onions are in a bit of a supply gap. Quality is fair. Watch out for translucency and sprouting. However, green onions are good quality and supplies are plentiful. Domestic production of asparagus has ramped up as Mother's Day draws closer. Keep an eye out for local asparagus in the Midwest, Northeast, and Pacific Northwest. This spring favorite should be abundant the next few months. For that added crunch and sweetness, go for red grapes as quality is very nice. Although quality is good, avoid green grapes for now as they are pricier. The shortage of celery is almost at an unprecedented level. Avoid celery until further notice. There you have it, guys. A quick rundown of peak season and market alerts. Jamie asks Ed about marketing fresh produce and how it differs from marketing other products. How does marketing fresh produce differ from marketing other products? I think when it comes to fresh produce, marketing... Uh, well, you're, and you're just talking in general about produce, correct? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily yeah. branded produce. Exactly. Yeah. And you can talk and about are, the difference you, between that. Too. And are you talking about in food service or yes, just in food service? More, in food service. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't think, I mean, to be honest, I don't think that, um, you know, from a consumer standpoint anyway, uh, you know, if I'm the restaurant operator, um, and I'm, um, if I'm the restaurant operator to consumer, I don't think you see uh, any of that. I don't, I, I mean, I'm kind of struggling to think of any sort of branded produce that might be promoted to, um, directly to consumers. Maybe yeah. with the exception of more independent restaurants that, you know, either are sourcing directly from a farm and, you know, everyone has seen that on their menus where it's listing this farm that you have know nothing about, but because it lists the farm on there, it kind of brings some sort of credibility or cachet, yeah. <laughs> even though you have yeah. no idea where the farm is. So that may be, you could argue, as a form of branding. Mm-hmm. I do think that there's a much stronger story from the produce supplier standpoint. And no matter where you are in that supply chain, if you are the grower that's selling directly to restaurants or you are, um, you know, maybe like cooperative, you know, or, you know, that is sourcing produce from lots of different farms and then selling it under a brand, um, then I think there's a lot more of a story. And I think there's, it's very similar to, I think there's a lot of similarities or a lot of parallels to, you know, marketing any branded product. I mean, the restaurant operator, and whether that's a major restaurant chain, or whether that is even an independent is going to want to know where it's getting their food. Right. They're going to want to know information about the farm. They're going to want to know maybe not necessarily proximity per se, but they want to understand kind of where they're getting their product from. No different than Mm -hmm. I think understanding 
you know, understanding the quality and the integrity and the reputation of any sort of brand you source from. So I think yeah. there's a lot of parallels there. I think you, you, you could even argue there may be even greater scrutiny when you talk about sourcing directly from, you know, agriculture, you know, yeah. versus, you know, a processed food company that may be less about kind of what's happening at the plant or facility. You're kind of, there's more in, I think there's more trust given to a brand with a good reputation that everything that's happening at a plant or a facility is is generally run well and there's government oversight, you know, from you know, from a health standpoint, food safety standpoint. But I think maybe when it comes to farms and agriculture, there's you know, to some extent you could argue there's even more scrutiny. Um they may yeah. want to go to the fields um and really, you know, and, and see kind of where the product is grown. So yeah. in that aspect, lots of parallels, I think. Um, and how you market. You may not even yeah. necessarily have to have a brand, but you certainly have a company. And what does that company stand for? Yeah. So along the same lines, so it, it looks like you work with produce commissions, right? It, it, am I? Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Yes, so... we work with, we do quite a bit with um, growers and farmers, you know, in produce or in just kind of broader, um, you know, agriculture. So have you seen so so like for example avocados from mexico i mean that there that i see that commercial all of the time do you see that impacting the food service industry in a positive way and and why do you think that helps these produce commission boards sure uh so without without getting you know specific about any you know, type of commodity board or trade group, I think one of the real advantages of a commodity board in their role in promoting product, because that's really what a lot of commodity boards are tasked with, you know, is the promotion of, you know, an industry um, or a category, if you will, is that, you know, in, in some respects, you can, in some respects, you know, commodity boards don't actually sell anything. They represent growers, they represent farmers, yeah. but the board itself, the organization itself doesn't actually sell a product. Their job is to drive demand. Their job is to generate interest. Um, and if you are not representing any one particular brand per se, uh, you know, you don't really have kind of like a horse in the race, so to speak. So, so let me give, you know, kind of giving you an example. We work with the U.S. High Bush Blueberry Council. Our role is to really build demand for blueberries. Um, you know, we're not focused on any one particular brand. Um, they certainly are involved. They certainly make up part of the membership along with growers. But our job is to really drive demand for blueberries. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I kind of I, I joke kind of, you know, with our friends that, you know, I don't care. You know, I don't care what brand of blueberries you eat. Just, you know, just don't eat raspberries, which of course I'm kidding because yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know, that's, that's a very simplistic way of, you know, I think sometimes kind of explaining to people who don't work in, you know, the, the industry of what exactly the role is. So our job is to inspire menu ideas, to educate about health benefits, um, is to share information and research about the consumer demand you know, an interest in their product. So mm -hmm. it, it's sort of, it's a little freeing to not necessarily be so focused on the sales aspect of it, but more about driving interest in 
the product so consumers do want it and they do demand it um you know when they go into you know into restaurants you know they make a conscious choice to you know add those blueberries to you know their salad or um you know or maybe add that or look at them you know different menu items that have them catch our next podcast this thursday with ed's full interview you won't want to miss his take on the world that is food service thank you guys for listening we hope you all have an awesome week Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, and as always, stay fresh.